Hello, everyone, and welcome back, or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the MindWealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. This week, we're going to be doing more of a deep dive on a relatively common anxiety-based psychological condition. I would like to speak on it because, while it's something that a lot of people know about, there's also a lot of misinformation or misleading information on TV shows, and they're not doing the condition any justice. So let's talk about what obsessive-compulsive disorder really is and what it might look like. First off, you need to know that obsessive-compulsive disorder, or OCD, is something that around 1.2% of the adults in the U.S. have. That's about 2 to 3 million U.S. citizens. And more of those people are women than men, about 1.8% female to 0.5% male. While OCD can present at any time in a person's life, we've found that there are usually two different age brackets when we start to see these tendencies appear. The first is between the ages of 8 and 12, and the second is late teens to young adulthood. Now, this doesn't mean that it can appear at other times, but these are the most common. And, if we're talking about numbers when it comes to kids, about as many kids have OCD as kids with diabetes, or around 500,000. That's about 1 in 200 kids. So it's relatively likely that a handful of kids in your local schools deal with this on a daily basis. What are obsessive and compulsive behaviors? Obsessive behaviors are intruding images, thoughts, or impulses that occur over and over again. Generally, the person having these thoughts does not want them and feels like they are out of their control. In many cases, the person is aware that the thoughts are illogical. These obsessions get in the way of their everyday life, and that's for good chunks of time. They're causing these people discomfort if they're not addressed. The most common obsessions when dealing with obsessive-compulsive disorder are... Contamination obsessions, which center around things being unclean, if it's dirt or body fluid or germs. Anything that is perceived contaminated causes discomfort to the individual, and they cannot stop thinking about it. Sexual obsessions, which include thoughts or actions and aggressive behaviors revolving around inappropriate interactions with other people. Violent obsessions are the fear of acting on an impulse to hurt themselves or others, or extreme concern with violent images in their minds. Religious or moral obsessions surrounding what God believes of them, or a very strong concern for what is right and what is wrong. No gray areas. Identity obsessions, which center around sexual orientation or one's gender identity. Responsibility obsessions are based around them worrying that they caused something that is highly unlikely they could have caused, or hurting people because you weren't careful enough. Perfectionism-related obsessions are the concern with everything having to be just so. Things having to be in an order or even. The idea that tasks must be performed perfectly. It can also be the worry that you're losing important information or the fear of making mistakes. And then there are more infrequent obsessive schools of thought centering around relationships or death or emotional contamination, which is the fear of catching another person's personality traits. These are just a few examples of other kinds of OCD that's out there. Now, mind you, every tendency that I've talked about this far has been extremely brief. It's not giving you a very in-depth look at which each of these OCD tendencies might actually be about. So if you're looking for more information or you think maybe you need some help, I will link resources in the show notes. So just go ahead and uh, take a look at those resources. The most important thing to note about OCD is that it is, first, unwanted thoughts that a person cannot escape 
followed by actions to try and calm those unwanted thoughts in hopes of escaping them or calming them. Now, these unwanted thoughts are what the person might consider completely irrational. Things like, if I don't eat this cookie the correct way, my parents will die. So they understand, but their brain keeps continuing to tell them until they've soothed this thought that if they don't soothe it, bad things will happen. Now the compulsions, which is what they have to do to soothe those thoughts, they can be seen to come out in a number of different ways, whether it's counting or cleaning or whatever it is. These compulsions are in direct response to the obsessive thoughts, the thing that they need to do in order to make sure that those obsessive thoughts don't happen. That is the compulsion part of OCD. Then finally, there is something that is more casually called pure O, which they believed was obsessions without the compulsions. But with research, we're finding this to be kind of a misnomer. In reality, it's OCD with all the compulsions unseen, where you do the mental gymnastics in your head to combat the obsessive thoughts. Or the compulsion will be something that you might not attribute to compulsion, like actively seeking approval constantly, uh, or researching endlessly online. Note that these actions are in response to an unwanted thought, so your friends who just like to research probably don't fall under the OCD criteria. Some of the criteria include the OCD cannot be attributed to drug use or other medical conditions, that the OCD takes up at least an hour of a person's day while in emotional distress trying to rectify the thoughts creating impairment in their day-to-day -day lives, and their symptoms are not better attributed to a similar anxiety disorder, such as body dysmorphia or hoarding. While OCD may feel like a disease that only shows up in the movies, even people we know and love may be dealing with it, much like the actor and comedian Howie Mandel when he opened up about his diagnosis of OCD. Howie Mandel was known as the fist bump guy. His version of OCD is germ-centered, and it started as far back as he could remember. One of his earliest memories was of being a small child and being afraid to tie his shoes because he might get sick because they were dirty. Howie preferred to let the other kids believe that he couldn't tie his shoes instead of telling him the truth, that he was afraid to tie them. This constant need for cleanliness impacted his life as a father so much, his family ended up building a second house in the backyard just for the times that he needed to be in control of his environment. If his children were sick, he would wear a mask constantly, he cannot eat in the same spaces, and if his wife was sick, he couldn't sleep in the same bed. His wife even recalls a particular trip on the way to the airport, and the bottom of his daughter's shoe touched his leg. It was all he could think about. He requested that they return home so he could begin his cleaning rituals again. After his diagnosis, and his wife's ultimatum, if you don't get help, we can't keep doing this, Howie is now an advocate for the cause. He partners with an app called NoCD. I will link it in the show notes as well if you're curious. It's a place where people can seek specific professional help for the particular anxiety disorder or version of OCD that they might have. Howie pinpoints the fact that in his era, there was such a stigma surrounding mental health that he didn't know that this is something he should seek help for. And he attributes some of his success to a slip-up on the Howard Stern Show, where he accidentally told the world about his condition, and he was so embarrassed. He was so afraid that he would be looked down on for it, and instead he was stopped in the street and thanked, because others were like, I think I have that too. 
Howie's overarching theme for mental health is that he wants it to be like dental health, in the fact that you can openly talk about it. If you were to say in your office space that your back was bothering you and a dozen people would hand you a business card for a chiropractor, but if you're talking about obtrusive thoughts, everyone looks at you as a pariah. He wants the response to be similar. Mental health is just an extension of our physical health, our whole body well-being. Some days we aren't going to be okay, and it's important to know that on those days, we have support systems in place to help us get through, or where to look to find those support systems. So if you're struggling with wondering if you have OCD, or if you're just struggling in general, I'm going to link those resources in the show notes, like I said previously. Or if you just want to learn more stuff, it's also in the show notes. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye.